All right, peeps, on today's episode of the Kung Fu Genius, the genius will be recapping day two of the Hong Kong trip. Lots of gems, lots of Arthur Tang's horse dance, and lots of... This isn't a normal Cheng Sham. This is a Manchu Cheng Sham. Let's get to it. And every day, I practice martial arts. Watch out. Yo, Mikey, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Seagong. How are you? Good, good, good. So here we are again for another Hong Kong recap, because uh, the first time we tried it, we thought we'd recap the whole trip in an episode, and we got through day one. Yes, we did. That was We were never going to get past day one, really. No, there was just too many stories. Too many. Yeah, and we were able to make that little clip out of that one about, uh, finally, I had my clip about how I got the <laughs> nickname Kung Fu Genius. Yes. So whenever some chucklehead comments, I can just post that link there. All right? It's only taken you two years to get it, by the way. Yes, and I keep asking for it. Like, can we take one of these times when I explain that I uh, don't seriously call myself the Kung Fu Genius? Can we just turn that into a standalone clip? Yeah, no, we always say, yes, we'll do it, and then we don't actually do it. So yes. it took actually an episode to make that done. So there we go. We got it. So yes. Cool. So uh, before we get started, the best way to support the Kung Fu Genius podcast is on Patreon. Patreon.com slash the Kung Fu Genius. For as little as $5 a month, which is like less than a cup of coffee nowadays. No, it's uh, about the same price as a cup same, of coffee. But just coffee. one. But just one. Mm-hmm. And you get those like every day. But this is one a month. All right. Uh, you yeah. can get access to episodes early. And a bunch of other goodies that I share on Patreon just with my Patreons. Uh, For higher levels of support, we have all sorts of different specials there, including like a private episode with the Kung Fu Genius. Oh, yeah. Uh, Also, Patreon is the easiest way to get in touch with me directly. And now we don't do uh, Ask Me Anything episodes anymore from YouTube questions. We only do them from the Patreons. So if you want me to answer a direct question here as either a standalone topic or as part of an AMA, uh, join us on Patreon. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, yeah, so let's let's get into it. So um, if I recall correctly, and I know you recently re-listened to that episode. I did not. Um, but we basically went through day one. We talked about yeah. how we got there. We talked about some of the cast of characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, talked about my weird, awkward dinner with Sifu Tang. Yes, I can I can give you, was it like, you know, at the beginning of all those CW episodes, it's like, you know, recap, you know. We, that's right. We just did Previously yeah. on The Kung Fu Genius. Previously on The Kung Fu Genius. Yes, that's right. Yes, that was kind of... So basically, you know, we... Uh, Obviously discussed that you had to disappear off and see Sifu Lung Ting. Yeah, which um, was awful. You know, my per- <laughs> <laughs> my personal um, uh, first impressions in Hong Kong, because I'd never been. Um, you know, meeting everybody new, you know, discussing all the great people that we'd had. I mean, you know, just that's kind of like where we were at. And we okay. got as far as day one. All right. Well, day two. Was quite action packed, and you'll probably help me fill in some of the gaps. Uh, I will actually. You know yeah. what? Before I actually get any further, I actually ah, it fell. I'm gonna grab it. You see, I, per my therapist, have been keeping a journal. Oh, okay. So just when I wasn't sure what day was what, I have it in my journal. Oh, fantastic! So I can get a very quick recap of whatever it was, right? Good, so, good, good. Let's welcome to um, in England. We called it Jackanory. Let's open the book. <laughs> August 22nd, I believe, was the next uh-huh. one. I can tell you straight out, though, that um, we went to Yip Man's grave. Yes, that I remember. That was an amazing day. Yes. Um, and uh, we had mentioned this on the first episode, but uh, I realized at the time of the first episode coming out, uh, Andrew, our editor, 
our occasionally embattled editor, <laughs> uh, released these awesome travel vlogs yes. uh, through his channel, Adventure Archives. But when the first episode came out, he still had not yet released any of them. <laughs> he, had, he had sent uh, the, the first three episodes to us, which was mm -hmm. kind of like the first three days. And we had had a chance to see it. And I was like, yeah, you'll, you'll have a chance to see it too. But by the time that episode, our, our first Hong Kong recap came out, he had not yet officially released them yet. But he has since officially released at least the first one, at least at the re uh, time of this recording. Oh, only officially, because I feel like we've seen three. Yeah, he made three, he's but made he's three. only officially released the first oh, one. Oh, interesting. Yes, ah, yes, yes. So okay. we'll, we'll put links to that finally in this video, at least to whichever ones are out at the time of this yes. recording. They're amazing. Uh, he did such a good job with that, and, yeah, yeah, and which is just makes it all the more shocking what a what a piss poor job he does with this podcast <laughs> when it comes to editing. When I see how like how well he shoots stuff and everything, I'm like, oh my god! And look at this podcast. Well, you know what it is though. It's like that. Just like you can tell. You know, like I do a lot of corporate audio, right? So you can yeah. tell the ones like when I'm doing things, you're like, man, that sounds amazing. And then the other one's like, yeah, you know, I can hear it. It's all about it's, the motivation. It's all about the motivation. I get it. Like Adventure Archives, Andrew is definitely the, uh, the focus. And yes. with this one, he's like, oh, yeah, I can... You know, bring, 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 phone that one yeah. in. You know, yeah. we're not the focus; we're the focus at best. <laughs> There's a thing on, um, like, as anyone that's anyone a little bit techy knows this thing for called keyboard shortcuts. And when it comes to Andrew's editing, he is. <laughs> so I, I've heard because I've never seen his editing bay, but I heard that basically him editing an episode of KFG is him like eating Doritos, looking away, and hitting a bunch of hotkeys. Yeah, uh huh. Absolutely. Pretty much. Yeah, right? pretty much. Okay. Yeah. No, That's I'm why not. so many f bombs. <laughs> <laughs> because if he's crunching on those Doritos, it's possible he doesn't hear it because mm -hmm. you know you just hear the crunching in your own ear. Well, also if you like if you like skate through an episode at like one point five speed to get it done even quicker. Oh right. You might not actually hear the F because you might hear you know right, right, right. it's actually a, a really fast big <laughs> okay thanks now you know that I'm editing all that stuff out you're just going to be like you still, you still missed one hey hey, so, hey hey that's Dre's fault so anyway hey everyone just want to let you know Wing Chun Illustrated is now offering a paperback edition through Amazon reaching a larger global market and no they're not ditching the glossy magazine edition through MagCloud you can now simply choose the version of this magazine you prefer and the one with the cheapest shipping wherever you live. Order your copy of Wing Chun Illustrated today across 12 Amazon marketplaces with free shipping for Prime members. Go and check that out. Uh, so here we are on the uh, second day. The second day uh, was very exciting because uh, it was really the first day that my Sivu Sivu Kanspect was able to come with us. Yeah. Because the first day um, he had to stay back uh, and, and perhaps prepare later in the evening for the trip with, or for the meeting with the Sifu Leung Tang. But the second day we were able to bring him on, which was cool because that's when everyone met my Sifu and it's like, hey, and a lot of people obviously knew who he was already and we made the journey from the center of Kowloon all the way up to Phan Lang, Phan Lang being uh, way up in the new territories. Yeah. When you go all the way up there, you can see Shenzhen and mainland China from the train. So you can just look, look over the border and see mainland China. Uh, it was very cool to be there with him, and uh, also I think uh, my Sihing Giuseppe Skembri, although he had been to Hong Kong a number of times, he had not yet been to Yip Man's grave, so I it was like that. taking him there for the first time. Oh wow, yeah. that's amazing! And uh, yeah, it was really really great. Yeah. So uh, we took that, that that train ride up there, which was a lot of fun. Uh, this is also documented on the second of uh, uh, Andrew's vlogs, 
in second or the third, I don't remember. We, we, the, because I think he did three of them, but it's only to day two because his day one was the be day one before the trip yes, started. Yes, that is correct. Like, like right, it yeah. was like he didn't actually get to day one of the tour until the second one. Right, right, right. Like I think day one of his vlogs ended with him going, everyone's trying to get me out to do some stuff. Right. And I'm going to go to sleep because I'm jet sexy, lagged. And look yeah. sexy. Yeah, I know, exactly. It's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, so this is my shower. I love, I love his gratuitous, like, check out the water pressure <laughs> in my shower. Like, him just being, like, the total thirst trap, right? Oh, so. yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that's that's right, Andrew. We know what you're doing. Don't worry. We, <laughs> we got you. So, uh, so, yeah, so we went up there. Uh, the... Um, for, for people who have not been to Hong Kong or people who have not visited Yip Man's grave, so Yip Man is buried way in the new territories, which is like, um, you know, in America, we would say way out in the sticks. So although he made his career mostly uh, in, in Kowloon, down kind of in the, the heart and center of Hong Kong, um, he's buried, you know, kind of further out. And uh, he's behind a very big Taoist temple, which is a, the, the temple itself is worth the ride up there, too. Uh, it's a very ornate uh, temple called the Feng Ying Xingun Temple. Yeah, it's got where Alexander Fusheng Yes, is. and Alexander Fusheng's ashes are ashes there. Ashes are right there. So we went up there, and so some kung fu movie nerds were very excited to see that. Br- Bruno, uh, I had actually found it many, many years ago and then forgot where it was. And then when I brought them there, I'm like, yeah, it's up here somewhere. And we had like, I had to keep asking the ladies in Chinese where it was. And uh, their directions were always very vague. <laughs> Um, yeah, they would always tell me, oh, he's by this other guy. And I'm like... <laughs> oh, that, that guy I know. Yeah, exactly, well. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, just general directions. Yes. Right, left, straight ahead. Second building. <laughs> I can understand all of that in Cantonese. But, you know, like, it, it make a left at, like, you know, Mr. Leung, and then, you know, he's two, two down from Mrs. Wong. It's like, no. There's too many Mr. Leung's at Mr. Wong's there, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway... Uh, we go to the uh, we go to the temple, and I remember that day was hot as balls. Oh dear God! Yes, I mean it's obviously we're we're in Hong Kong in August. Hong Kong is very hot and humid, mm-hmm. but we're there like in in the depths of August. Uh, up there, uh, you know, you're, you're. I mean, obviously you have air conditioning everywhere in Hong Kong, but we're outside. Yeah. And I remember I wore my Lei Kong Man shirt, and mm-hmm. it was so sweat through, you could see my nipples. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this was the worst choice for me to wear this day. Because mm-hmm. all the photos of us, we took all these like nice photos of Grandmaster Yip Man's grave. And, and there I am with like, yeah. my nipples sticking out. Like, I didn't want to be disrespectful to the Grandmaster, but I couldn't help thinking to myself and making the odd joke about how this was the most inappropriate place for the Kung Fu genius to do thirst traps. Yes, yes. Because that's and why Yip Man's grave. Like, yeah, unintentional thirst just traps. Like, oh, yeah, Yip Man's grave. Like, look. <laughs> yeah, and when I saw the photos, I was horrified. I'm like, someone's going to have to Photoshop my nipples out of all these photos. See, this is why I wear black all the time. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, I, I just didn't, um, I expected to sweat a little bit. I didn't, we were drenched in sweat oh my by God, the time it was we got awful. up there, right? Well, because like, you're also like fighting through the jungle of yes. like actually like getting up there and the bugs because they haven't really. Yeah, Yip Man's grave, because uh, I, I, a few people asked me, like, how come... The, the graveyard itself seems to be in somewhat of, of a state of disrepair, mm-hmm. considering it has a very famous tenant. Yes. Um, and uh, the reason why I think it's, it's not really in good shape is because if you look at all the graves there, most of them, and I think the more recent ones, were buried around the time of Yip Man. Right. So I think there hasn't been a lot of... There's no one news because if you, all the graves there are old. There's, no one's been buried there for 50 years. Yeah. So the problem is... as the tenants of that graveyard 
get older and older, so there are fewer and fewer people coming to see them. Yes, right? of course. So one, so I, th I think that it's basically a cemetery that's already full. And I don't know how motivated any groundskeepers are to keep it clean. In past years, it's always been like you, you got to walk up this path. It's very narrow. So there's always tons of mosquitoes. So you got to come with like, you know, oh, yeah. insect <laughs> propellant. If you don't have that, you're going to get eaten alive. As a mm -hmm. pro tip, if you ever go to Yip Man's grave, uh, bring lots of mosquito repellent. Otherwise, you're going to be in big trouble. Oh, yeah. Um, but I remember the last time I was in Hong Kong, which was before the... Uh, virus of unknown origins that was in 2019. Uh, I went up to Yip Man's grave and it, the, the path was completely cluttered because it, they'd been there, you know, they have lots of like typhoons, you know, basically hurricanes. And, you know, I think they had a big storm and a bunch of trees got knocked down and they were, they fell over the pathway. And I remember when I brought Mark Oberdorfer there, my friend who's a director who lives in Hong Kong, I brought him there to, to shoot some stuff for the Yip Man documentary. He had never been there before. And I was like, oh man, no, normally it's not like this. It's like the, the path is covered in tree brand. They must have been a, there must have been a storm. And I'm like, someone's going to come and clean it. Yeah. And then fast forward to 2023 uh, when we go. And it looks like nothing has happened since I was there in 2019. Right. Um, because it was not like that before. The path was at least always clear. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a little unfortunate. Um, but, you know, who's going who's gonna to go there and take care of it? Maybe, maybe in next year's trip. But, you know, the thing about it is, is that, like, when I went there, like, they actually have signs for the very famous, that one very famous tenant, right? Yeah, the, so, and, and they misspelled grave, gray of Grandmaster Yip yes, Man. And it's, and Ving Chun, not yes, Wing Chun. Right. And it's, and it's, uh, uh, Well, yeah. the VT spelling was kind of the one he used. Right, so, okay, yeah. cool. Okay, he, so. Uh, he, he, he was partially responsible for coining that sli slightly erroneous spelling. Uh, I mean, the T-S-U-N, T-S-U-N makes sense. The, the V, there's no V consonant in, in Cantonese phonetics. It's right. Someone just thought a W well, uh, the W sound was was from a V, uh. all right. And there, there are people that like to say like, "Oh no, this is like because of the the special tones of Cantonese or whatever." And they're, they're just they're just retrofitting some bullshit explanation for a misspelling, all right? right? It's, it's, and if people it's, spell VT, is totally fine, but mm. V is not accurate in terms of the. Phonetics. I'm blaming the yeah. Germans. Always blame the Germans. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. So, but yeah, no. I mean, so for me I was like okay like that, those signs seem like kind of in relatively good shape but I but guess but they've been there for a very long time right. those oh, signs okay. have been there Th those are not those are not re that's not recent because of the um, fame of the Yip Man movie I think right. the, those signs have been there probably since shortly after he was buried there wow yeah, they, they, no they've been there for quite a while oh, that, wow. that's, that's not a new thing okay. at all yeah. okay okay well then there you go that that was me told yes yes uh the one thing uh it was kind of cool when we went up there because uh you know th there's always there's usually a little broom up there so you, you know even if it's not the Qingming festival where you're supposed to clean the graveyards of your ancestors you know if you do go up to visit grandmaster yip man's grave there's usually like a little a broom or like a little mini broom there and it's mm -hmm. a good idea to kind of you know uh you know uh, sweep all the leaves and things like that and, yeah. and clean it a little bit. Um, we went there. We all took photos. It was a huge group there. Yeah. And if you ever do visit Yip Man's grave, right next to it, um, if you're facing Yip Man's grave directly, it would be to your left side, 
is the grave of Li Man, who is Yip Man's friend, and basically he's the one really responsible for Yip Man teaching Wing Chun. So without yes. him, there would be no Wing Chun and Bruce Lee and martial arts scene as we know it now. It was right. Li Man's suggestion to Yip Man to, to start teaching at the uh, um, restaurant union. So, And he now has, they, they updated his grave a little bit. The Wing Chun Athletic Association gave him a, nice, a nicer grave, because when I was there, maybe six, seven years ago, his, uh, Li Man's grave was in a state of disrepair. But I'm glad that the Wing Chun Athletic Association uh, decided to finally do something with all the membership fees that they take. Because it, the Wing Chun Athletic Association <laughs> is probably the most useless of all martial art associations in the world. It's like the, 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 the fees are just to pay the, the, the water bill of that place or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah. They don't actually do anything and they don't have any teeth in terms of like as a governing body. Right. It's just kind of a place for descendants of Yip Man to sit and drink tea and talk shit about other descendants of Yip Man. Yep. It's basically all it is. Um, but it was nice that they, they took some of that money and did something with it. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was the grave and it was cool to actually, that was obviously the first time I was there with my own Sifu. Right. And I have a photo of me with him there. Oh yeah. And, and no, we, were all, like, we were losing our, our shit. It was great for me. It was like, I got to I didn't get. I didn't get to have. I don't think I got a photo with C. Joe. It would have been nice, but I got to get a photo with you. Yeah, which was a big deal for me. Right. You know, not don't, don't get a big head. All right. My head's already just, way too large well, for just, my height. Yes, yeah, so yeah. that is true. Yes, thumb. But also got a picture with uh, Jose, who you know I love very much. So that mm-hmm. was super. Thursday cool. we called him. Yeah, Thursday. Uh-huh. Actually, I'm beginning to realize he's more Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Thursday. I got a picture with Thursday. You know yes, what I mean, and that was yes. cool. So we all got to get our photos, and that was that was it was a. Uh, people don't understand how much of a big deal all of this is. Yeah, for yeah. Of us. Going to the to going to the grave of your grandmaster and going there with like your Wing Chun lineage, basically, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And your whole Kung Fu family. Yeah, uh, that was really cool. And then after, so we we did the temple, then we did the grave, and then we went and got some really kick-ass Chinese food. Man, that dim sum was so beyond legit. Yeah. It was an, but it was great because it it's in the new territories. We all walked in, and like everyone in the restaurant were just like, Woof. Yes, yes, yes. Who the... Uh, yeah, that's the funny guys. thing. Like, if you are... You know, if, if you're walking in uh, Kowloon, even if you're in a more um, local part where there's not a lot of uh, expats or tourists... Yeah. If you if if you're walking around Jordan as like a white guy, and no one no one is like really looking twice at you, right? But when you're like in a restaurant in Funlang, even now, and you walk in, there's like like 25 mostly non Asians, and they walk <laughs> in, and everyone's head turns like, what's going on? It's just like that that scene from every movie, right? Yeah, uh, if there could have been like a record scratch. Yeah, that's kind of as close as it got to. Yeah, yeah. There was a time when Vicky and I were like looking to go out and like find the restroom, like separately. We talked about it, and like, because I don't think there was that. There, there must have been one in the restaurant. We just, we just didn't know where it was. Uh-huh. And I remember just walking out, and just as soon as I walked out of that room, it's just like every table was just like. Yeah, of course. Very skeptical. Like, what are you doing here, right? And I was just like, yeah, I can, I can wait. Yeah, <laughs> so because it's not, it, it's not unheard of. You know, I mean, obviously, uh, lots of expats and Westerners in places like Central and, mm-hmm. you know, Admiralty and like Hong Kong Island and stuff like that. But yeah, like, yeah. yeah, when you get into the new territories, it's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> you ain't from around <laughs> you get the, here. You get the Chinese equivalent of like, you ain't from around here, are you, boy? Right? It's, it's like a little dodgy, right? <laughs> I remember like one time I was in a, <laughs> I was in an elevator. Some, I think it was just in Samsoi Bo, but Samsoi Bo, although it's part of 
Kowloon, it's, it's, it's where the art gallery was where I taught that Wing Chun class. Uh, okay. um, but already there, it's, um, it's not far from the rest of Kowloon, but it's already pretty local. Like, you don't have a lot of Westerners kind of going to Sam Soi Bo for yeah. whatever reason, right? And I remember being in an elevator there, and like, there was like some Chinese person looked at me and they just kept looking at me and wondering, like, what was I doing in this building? Because <laughs> it's like a very old building, right? And then said something uh, to her friend, like, uh, you know... Um, in Chinese, I don't remember exactly what she said, but she said something like, you know, like what, like what is this guy doing here? Did you get, did you get to have that moment that we all dream about, yes, where you can, yes. you know, speak the language? And, yes. So you know. I, so I just, I didn't turn my head and look at them. But I said, uh, carry on. Uh huh. Is your video still running? Yeah, it's, okay. it's still running. All right. Okay, that's good to know. For yeah. some reason, I, I, the screensaver goes, but everything else should still run. Good, good, good. So, uh, um, you know, I just go uh, without looking. I go, I'll see something. So I just go like, careful. There are some Westerners who can understand Cantonese. <laughs> and uh, that are like, you know, uh, uh, or sometimes like if they're staring at me, they say, which is like, if you want to stare at the whitey, you need to pay money. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, which is wow. great. Um, yeah, those are, those are always fun. So yeah, so that restaurant was great. That was uh, uh, organized by uh, Bay Logan because his wife uh, knows the owner. So Fortuna, ah. Fortuna Restaurant. So if yes. you're ever in Fan Leng, it's, it's you know, about a 10-minute walk from where the grave is. Uh, and uh, Fortuna restaurants, pretty yeah. awesome. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was really they awesome. had those, uh, those those like kind of black sesame bums with the the uh, the custard in them. Did you say sesame bums? No, I was thinking of that. <laughs> <laughs> As I said it, I was like, I didn't mean to say bums, yes. but everything you know. sounds so weird when you say it. Yeah, well, that's because I'm kind of weird. Yes, you know, yeah, sesame buns. Yes, buns, bums is the same thing, isn't it? If you think about it in the particular kind of perspective. <sighs> but anyway, they had custard in them. Yes, they did. Yes, it was very good. That was yes, fantastic. Yes, so we ate uh, We ate this great dim sum. Sivo really liked it. He was like, oh, this is the best Chinese food I've ever had. And then we left, and, and like as if that wasn't awesome enough. So it's just kind of give people perspective on the, uh, on the Hong Kong tour. It's like we went to this, like we went basically to the countryside, and we saw this amazing Taoist temple, and we went to the grave of Grandmaster Yip Man and took photos. And then we had this amazing Chinese food. And that's just the first half of the day. Yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like oh, that's, yeah. that's just like what we do in the first part. Most, most of the days of the tour, I tried to kind of have like, not a morning and evening session, but like kind of like the first thing we did and then a short break, and then we meet and do something else. Mm -hmm. So that every yeah. day you had like a little break in the middle of the day. And we did like two very different things. It was yeah. like a... Wing Chun thing in the morning, it would be a touristy thing at night or vice versa, right? Yeah. Um, and so after that, we made our way to the Marshall Club, mm -hmm. uh, which is the office of Bay Logan for, for Real East and, uh, and you know, all of his uh, Kung Fu movie memorabilia. Um, but also it is the martial arts school for Mak Sifu and a host of other um, Chinese martial arts styles and, and sifus that teach there as well. It's an amazing space. And yeah. I know we, we might have talked about it in the first Hong Kong recap episode, but if you guys are ever in Hong Kong and you have a chance to go to the, you know, to, to the Kwai Fong uh, office there of uh, Bay Logan and see the martial arts school and the setup they have there for Mak Sifu, it's, you, you can find some traditional Kung Fu schools in Hong Kong. 
of all different styles and they all have that cool aesthetic and if that's something you like it's always cool to like like see Valise, Wing Chun yeah, Gym like there's mm-hmm. a very cool aesthetic but the the Marshall Club is something a little different even from like like Wan Kam Leung's got a great school but those are like yeah. you know very traditional Wing Chun schools very cool but like the Marshall Club is really just that it's like it's like a confluence of all the things from my childhood in one place. Oh, okay. yeah. Absolutely. It's like, it's obviously there's the Wing Chun stuff there because he has a Wing Chun Sifu who teaches there, uh, Michael Chan. Yep. And uh, it's like the general Kung Fu stuff because you have not just Mak Sifu, but other styles that teach all the weapons. So you got the weapons rack mm-hmm. and the spears and the swords and and every different type of like cudgel and stuff and, and the flags and everything and, you, you know, and like different bits of training equipment and their heavy bags and Muay Thai equipment and you look around and you have all the traditional trappings of a Chinese martial arts school, the photos of the teachers and their certs and their lineages and then you turn around and it's all Kung Fu movie posters. Yep. Right? And the mix and the vibe of that place, you know, it's um, it's unfortunate because uh, it's a, maybe a little out of the way for people who live in kind of like, you know, like people who live in Hong Kong, people who would have the means to do those kind of martial arts, probably live in Kowloon or on the Hong Kong Island side. And it could be a little bit of a trek, you know, if you're not like the most motivated to make it there. Yeah. Um, because there's no other place in Hong Kong like it. It's yeah. just so cool. And, you know, Bay always talks about when, when we come over there as a group, you know, I bring a bunch of people. He's like, always oh, so happy because the place is full. But he's like, most of the time it's not like that right. um, when we're not there, right? And it's really a shame because um, can you imagine if you could transport the Marshall Club and you could put it like in Central or you could put it somewhere oh where people God. would have access to yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. That place would be popping. Because everyone would just want to be there because even if you're not practicing Kung Fu, you want to be in the office listening to yeah. Bay, you know, tell stories of Mars or whatever. You know, yeah, what where, I mean? where where he has like three different sets of like collections of vinyl. He has tons of comics. Yes, so much. Like it's not just. I think it's not just martial arts based. They had like had all the Iron Man and X Men yes. comics and all that kind of stuff. And he had all the. There was like a ton of like action figures he had in his office as right. well. Yeah, which, um, it's amazing. Yeah, like it's like and then just different sections. So then it was like all the books as well. Like all these great biographies of like. Like great movie, actors, film, just everything, movie, like yeah. everything, like it's yeah. just Elvis, everything, yeah, everything. Yeah. Like it was fantastic. No, it's an amazing place. I just love being there. I can mm-hmm. imagine just sitting there, and if Bay wasn't there, you just have so much stuff to look at and read yeah. and, and and watch. It's it's really mm-hmm. really incredible. I really really love that place. So, um, I'll, just completely off topic, funny, um, interesting fact: Michael Chan's son went to the same performing arts school that I went to. Really, in London, yeah. Which one? Uh, it's called the Brit School of Performing Arts and Technology. And I was one of the second year that went in. When they first opened, there was a year above me. Mm-hmm. And I was the second year. So I was like one of the guinea pigs when they were trying to test the place out. Uh-huh. Like, that explains but a lot. Like, yeah, so his son went like, yeah, ha, 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 ha. So like... 20 years later, his son went to the same thing. So, like, him and I actually got on on a kind of, like, South London level. Because he was like, you know, I was like, oh, so you know Thornton, Heath, and Croydon? I was like, oh, yeah, of course I do. That's where I have my old stomping ground. So, you know, so, yeah, that was kind of interesting to find out. Yeah, he's a super, super cool dude. Mm -hmm. So we went over to the Marshall Club, and uh, Maxifu gave, like, a one-hour class on Hong Kun and showed some basics. You guys had the chance to train with Siva Author Tang afterwards, yes. and he's a Siulam Fatka guy, but also a 
Thai boxing, like kind of badass. Mm -hmm. So we talk a little bit about that. Well, we did Sulin Fakar, right? So like everyone else was like, kind of, we're going to go off and do your thing. And, you know, you. I don't even remember. That was the Tuesday, right? You guys stayed there. We stayed. I probably had to go back to the hotel with Sivu, but yes. I'm kind of wondering, like, is is that was, did I just peace out and go back with Sivu? I think so, it? yeah, because the you thing guys was, just stayed. Yeah, no. So the, you basically you we were like, oh, not everyone stayed. It ended up being myself, George, uh-huh. um, Victoria, and Sven, uh-huh. unsurprisingly, Jose and Andrew. Right. So there wasn't that many of us. Oh, and Kara as well. Right. So right? basically, the city Wing Chun crew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, or everyone so we like right. all the Wing Chun people who are yeah. associated with this. Group. Right. And it was just it was it was I mean. Tang Sifu was great, right? It yeah. was just, I'm always interested in learning new styles, but also how they're taught. Yeah. And it was a really interesting thing for, experience for all of us because it's like, like he had his one student who came in and did the form, like, because mm-hmm. he, he, he's like, he was a bit injured, so he right. couldn't do the whole thing himself. It's like, oh, it's my student, you know. So the student does the whole thing and we're doing it. And it's like, he showed it to us. And then he sort of, I felt this vibe that he kind of half expected us to be like, yeah, you got that, right? <laughs> it just, sure. Like, so we would do each do the form, and we probably were in there for like two and a half hours in the class just doing the form. Sure, sure. And, you know, if we got the with, form with a little, wrong, a little else, right? Yes. Yeah. And if we got the form even slightly wrong, he would come and correct us, and then, like, then he'd show us what the uh, application. application was, right? Uh-huh. And so we would do it with him, and then he would have us do it on our own in a group and then by the end of it we all did it like on our own individually individually so being the smart guy i am i waited for everyone else to go first of course so i could let everyone else come then, first. yeah so i could like you know make sure that i made the least amount of mistakes sure, sure, in sure. front of him because why not yeah but like got some good video of like andrew doing it and all this kind of stuff but it was i mean like the only time I've ever spent more longer, the only two times I've spent longer in a horse dance was when we were doing long pole with you. Right. Yes. And when I first trained with Max Sifu here, like five years ago. Oh, for the fifteenth uh, anniversary. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I was just like we were there, and it's like, oh, we're doing this, and I'm just like, <laughs> stay in that horse dance. <laughs> just stay in that horse yeah. Dance. Find your happy oh, place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not a happy place. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was great to learn like a whole new thing and actually be taught in a kind of Hong Kong kind of way, right? Like which is yes. completely polar opposite to how we do it here. Yeah, you know what I mean, right? But like, and, and Tang Sifu was great. He he, he still texts us on a. On he texts me every day, like good morning, good morning, So and then once we were done, Bay was like, "Oh yeah, do you want to go and get some like just like bullshit like Chinese food at like uh-huh. a local place?" Right? right. So we all went and had dinner at one of the places is like there's two malls right by him so there's yes. the fancy mall uh-huh. and i realized that right next to it joined onto it through a set of double doors is is the locals mall uh-huh. which is where so they call the the market stores and all right. this kind of stuff which right. i actually found when i went back after i was in japan and i got a lot of the shopping i needed to get from there uh-huh. like that but like we were in some restaurant in there we all had like kind of just i don't know whatever and just chatted until you were like Come to Lan Kwai Fong. That's where we are. Oh, like, <laughs> so that was the famous Lan Kwai Fong night. That then. was the, that. That ended up being the famous Lan Kwai Fong night. So wow, after wow. we trained with, because um, the guys were just like, oh yeah, you know, we've been here. Like maybe we should just go home and sleep. And because it was a pretty intensive day. I mean, like w- w- going up to Fan Lang, walking up to the grave, the you know, walking all the way to the restaurant, mm-hmm. the training. So it was like a pretty physical second yeah. day. I, I just also should point out as well, like that. Part of the day was that Bay 
had been had got out all of his old like golden harvest stuff that he'd saved. Yes. So we all got posters, original posters for like Enter the Dragon, yes. Fist of Fury, all the Jackie Chan movies, yeah, all the Sam Jackie Chan, yeah. all the Sound Like Warriors Two, obviously like Dragon Lord, all this right. kind of great stuff, and got. Betas and also the, his books as well. So we yes. all paid for him. So like we all came back, and also like what the the small the really small uh, the um, the Shaw Brothers stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like um, what's it? Uh, Prodigal Son, all that kind of stuff. You know, Prodigal I mean? Son is Golden. Sorry, Golden Harvest. But like, yeah. I, I, what oh, I you mean talk about that, the lobby cards? Yeah, the lobby cards. The lobby cards. Right? So yes. we all got like copies of those yes. and had to like transport them back from Hong you got Kong all the cool shit. to here. But yeah. we got. All the cool yeah, shit that pretty day. Awesome, pretty it was awesome. so cool. Yeah. And then we ended up in Lan Kwai Fong. Of course. So Lan Kwai Fong, for people who don't know, uh, Lan Kwai Fong is basically the bar district in Hong Kong, but it's really the bar district kind of for tourists, kind of for expats. It's absolutely the tourist yeah. expat bar district. It's, it's, not the, uh, it's not like where the cool locals go. Like there's a, there's a bunch of different places where locals would go either for bars or go clubbing or whatever like that. And then there's some seedier places where mm-hmm. people might partake in that. Yeah, I have no um, idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but Lan Kwai Fong is kind of like, well, also when, when I um, when I originally planned out the tour, mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that, you know, because I knew that a, the lion's share of people who are coming on this tour had never been to Hong Kong before. Some right. people already, which was kind of cool to see that some people had already been to Hong Kong. Hell, some people had even already been to Hong Kong with me and then decided to come again, right? Yes. I was like, all right, that's kind of probably a good sign, right? I, just like, I mean, I mean, uh, what's it? Um, Antonio had already left by then, but what was this, his third or fourth time with this you? Was this was his third, third time with me in Hong Kong. <laughs> Every time he finds out of my home, he's like, oh, see, I'm coming, I'm coming. Yeah. Like, he it's just knows. Funny, he, managed, he was like, oh, I'm busy, I have to work so I can't come on the tour but I can definitely come on the stuff before exactly exactly he still managed to make (laughs) it in there yeah well because he knows I mean look it's not Mm -hmm. to toot my own horn but like if you're interested in Hong Kong and you like this stuff that we talk about and Bruce Lee and Wing Chun and all this stuff and you you know never been to Hong Kong before so you don't know what to go Mm -hmm. where to go or what to do or whatever like literally come on the tour yeah because as you know you've done it it's like you know from from morning to night i got a full plan and i made it in such a way that if it's the only time you ever go to hong kong if you only come one time yeah you're gonna see all the kung fu stuff you want to see when we wing chun or bruce lee or whatever but you're also gonna see the touristy stuff i mean you Mm -hmm. can't go to hong kong and just look at a bunch of like old bruce lee shit and not go to lan kwai fong Mm -hmm. you know what i mean or like look at a bunch of bruce lee stuff or kung fu nerdy stuff and not take the ferry across the Mm -hmm. harbor or not go to the peak yeah so i or not see stanley on the south side of hong kong island so i i made sure that the the tour was a mix of like all the touristy things you would want to do in Hong Kong if it was the only time you went there. Yep. Um, all the kung fu stuff, all the Wing Chun stuff, movie stuff, and also just nightlife and fun and just yeah. shopping and everything. Like, so you get like a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And so, to, yeah. I was going to say, before we get to Lan Kwai Fong, there's mm-hmm. something else, someone else that I actually want to shout out for that day. Okay. Right. I mean, obviously, we shout out like Ryan Logan because he was right there with us the whole time. That's right. But Ibrahim. Oh, yes. Yes. Ibrahim. We need to talk about Ibrahim. I I feel he needs an entire episode. Oh, my God. He needs more than one. He needs to be interviewed. That's what he really needs. I would love to have him on the podcast. Let's... um Let's finish Lan Kwai Fong, and okay. then let's just talk about Ibrahim for hours. Yes, right. I'm down with that. I can talk about him for hours. He's so cool. Yes. He's uh, amazing. He's really he's cool. He's amazing. He's really cool. So let's get the CD shit out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like, you, you, just, you just brought out the fine wine. I'm like, but we got we to gotta finish this Budweiser back here first. 
before you bring that good stuff out. Yeah, right? absolutely, absolutely. So uh, yeah, so on the second night, I said, "Hey, why don't we go to uh, Lan Kwai Fong? All right, because mm-hmm. kind of place you got to go to if you've been to Hong Kong, right?" Yeah. Uh, and we found our own place. Yes, Nuevo. Nuevo, which is a technically a tapas bar. Technically. Yeah, tapas, not topless, tapas. All right? yes, just to be clear. All right, yes, a, there's a lot of accents here. It's it's Spanish. Yes. Um, and it's it's not on the it, it's not on the main uh, um, strip of Lan Kwai Fong. It's off that side road where you, yeah. you kind of got I forget the name of it. It's like a little L shape over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, also we met the owners later in the trip, not on that second night, but we met yeah. the owner and a cool dude from California who yes. opened a bar there in Hong Kong. It's amazing. Yep. He's a very, very cool guy. If you guys are in Hong Kong, you go to Lan Kwai Fong, go to Nuevo. Is it Nuevo or Nuevos? I think it's Nueva. 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 Yeah, Nueva because Tapas Bar. not only can you get I follow them on Instagram. Yeah, too. me too. Actually, not only can you get like uh, awesome drinks there, or whatever. Like, I'm not a big drinker. I just I, I barely get through one beer. We're there for two hours. I barely get through one beer. Yeah, that's in America. In yeah. Hong Kong, it's a different story. Um, but what's amazing <laughs> about that place, and what me and the Portuguese dudes found out, mm-hmm. is they have really good food. Yes, the 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 beef and everything, like all this stuff. Like they they have a really really good chef. Their wait staff is really cool. The people they hire yeah. are really cool. So if you go to Lan Kwai Fong, you got to go to to Nueva. Nueva, uh, yes, it is. It is the place. It is yes. so good. Super cool. atmosphere is cool. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Husky that Whiskey works Husky. there. Whiskey Husky that yeah. works there. I mean, you that's not dude. her actually actual yeah. name, but that's what we called her. So we went there the first night. We ate a little bit. We started drinking, and then they gave us like a little private room in the back. Mm-hmm. And somehow you convinced them, or someone convinced them, for us to take over the music selection. It was actually it was a stuntman. So we'd all been discussing stunt. about it was the, the Portuguese that, yeah, because we'd been <laughs> they'd been just playing like kind of you know normal exactly what you would expect in Lan Kwai Fong. But like, kind of like bullshit, kind of like re- reasonably contemporary pop and all right, this kind of right. stuff. And yeah, not, nothing, know, nothing rocking the boat too much. Yeah, I mean, and let's be honest, like we are, you know, like there's a few people that are a bit younger than us, but we're definitely like men and women of a certain age. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. So like, plus we tend to be a little sophisticated yes. when it comes to music. Sophistication. Yeah, that's all right. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So um, don't give me this mumble rap, sir. Give yes. me Wu Tang. M- yes, big, yeah, <laughs> big time, big time. So we got, sir. So- <laughs> don't give me this pop rock. Give me Red Hot Chili Peppers, oh, sir. Hey, don't give me this hey. nonsense. Give me. Phil Collins. How dare you both times? How dare you? How dare you? you I am sat have, right you here. otherwise have a pretty good taste in music with the exception of that you hate stuff that's good. <laughs> no, uh, I hate a stuff couple, that's like, a like Phil Collins, you have like a weird antagonistic relationship, right? Yeah, yet you listen to drum and bass. Because drum and bass is the best music there ever. There is no differentiation. You come... You, I come here, you're playing that drum and bass trash on my stereo. It's <laughs> so funny. But and, yeah, it's, and 40 minutes later, I'm like, is this the same brain. song? You're and like, then, no, that was like 10 songs ago. So you go home I'm going to get it the same thing. Tapping your foot and you're just like, fucking hell, Mikey, I'm beginning to like it. That's how he gets you. I'm going to get him. Anyway, so he loves it. So, Paolo. Drum and bass is the mumble rap of instrumentals. How dare okay, you? Okay, I'm just putting how that out da- there. How dare you? How dare you? I'm, not, right. I'm not having that. Drum and bass is to instrumentals what mumble rap is to real hip-hop. I'm just going to put it out there. You, you All right, can... go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Tell us about Lan Kwai Drum Fong. and bass is the greatest music ever. But anyway, past that, right? <laughs> so anyway, Paolo... 
was like, you know, by which point everyone had had a couple of drinks. I mean, we got there a little later, but like everyone was like, yeah, Paolo's like, oh, he just goes up to like the bar staff and it's like, can we play some more like kind of, we want some 80s, yeah. you know, like yeah. or something like kind of 90s and all this kind of stuff. And we're like, oh man, don't, yeah. there's other people he wanted, in the like, bar. wanted like Chumba Wumba. <laughs> I, I get knocked down, down, but I get up again. That's right. Yeah. Everyone, the funny thing is, is everyone knows that song because that was their global hit. Yes. But they were really big in England f- way before that was a hit as like this you, kind you of... You know what I just realized? If what? you had right now told me that you were the lead singer for Chumbawamba, I would have no capacity to doubt that. Because I'd be like, yeah, and then after that one hit wonder died out, yeah, I mean, then now you start learning Wing Chun and Titty Wing Chun. That just makes sense. But like... I, I kind of envision you singing that song. I, I, I don't know what I've done to deserve this today. Maybe I... I wow. All right, go ahead. Go okay, ahead. so yes, I am. Anyway, <laughs> I was until okay, they kicked the me chumba? out. <laughs> no, I'm the Wumba. Oh, wow. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so what was I talking about? Yeah, Paolo, who was like, oh, I'm going to do this. We're going like, to go. We was like, oh, yeah, we don't know if they're going to actually hook us up because there's other people in the bar. Right, right, right. And all this kind of stuff. But then all of a sudden... They like, gave them full reign. They gave them full reign. Yeah. And I think the first track they came in was, was a, a nice bit. Was it, was it Wu-Tang? Or was it... Um, was well, it, at uh, some point, Wu-Tang De La Soul. I think they came in with something. Ah, oh, man. Oh, well, they came in with something good. And something then we were good. all in the back there singing and doing oh, our thing. Oh, yeah. We were, we were absolutely... You know, doing our thing. Yes, and, um, as, you know, as old people. Yeah, so yes. th- so um, Thursday was like, uh, you know, got good footage of him, like, rapping to, I don't know, I think yeah. he was just doing Wu-Tang, and then yeah. we, we, we came over to you, and, and you managed to rap the, the, I guess, for want of a better term, the, the blackest line of, of, the, of the song. Bear in yeah, mind, I you're got the caught. whitest, whitest I, I got man. caught, right, because you start, you start <laughs> rapping, and then halfway through you go, oh, shit, that word is coming up. <laughs> And then I'm like, I'm just going to stop now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you get that on tape? Yes. <laughs> so, but, I'm just going to stop. But um, yeah, we're all having a great time. Um, the KFG did a shot. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh. You guys forced me to do a shot, right? Well, we did not force you to do anything. Like you, 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 you bowed to peer pressure, obviously, but uh-huh, we didn't uh-huh. force you to do anything. Right. You're like, I'm not going to do this. And everyone's like, yeah. And you're like, so yeah, it's the only time. It's probably the only time I'll ever see him do it, to be fair. Yeah. But he did it. Yeah. Because I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm almost like a, what, what do they call the people who don't drink alcohol? Teetotal, yes. Teetotaler, teetotaler, whatever, right? I'm basically one of those. He's sober curious. I'm sober curious. Yeah, that's it. They're very mildly sober curious. That's a great way to describe it. I'll have, when I'm here in the States, I'll have a beer Mm -hmm. once a month, uh, maybe. Yeah, except for that one time that um, Bruce Willow came over and you had five. Oh, that's right. When Bruce, when, yeah. So, yeah. The, the, so basically, the, here's the common denominator Bruno comes. A Portuguese guy the Portuguese comes. Portuguese guy comes, and you're just like, it's all over for you. Yeah, he you kept giving, because I'm like, yeah, I don't really drink. And he bought me a beer, and then he's like, you got to buy another one. You buy it. it was with Vincent. <laughs> yes, and I've known Vincent Lin. He's the godfather to, to my youngest, you know, kind mm-hmm. of legendary Hong Kong actor. I've known him for so many years, and I've never been drunk in front of him. <laughs> and, and, and then there's Bruno keeps giving me beer, and I'm just like, ah, Vincent. Uh, he was so great with Jackie Chan. <laughs> really, he's never looked better with anyone else. 
<laughs> you know, and it's like, I need to go now. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 So there's your, there's your common element. Basically, Bruno's the bad influence, right? So, yeah, so we did that, and then um, we carried on in that vein, and then the 80s came on. That's right. And um, Bruno and I did a classic... Uh, do you I think we're gold. alone now. Which one was it? We did Gold by Oh Gold uh, by, by, by Spandau Ballet. Uh, Spandau Ballet. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I got to I got to grab. Um, you know, my dad is from Spandau, by the way. The uh, real Spandau. The real Spandau. Yeah. Uh, okay. Just don't do that. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to go any further with yeah, that one. I just let you know. It's just, right. just a whole thing, you know. There, there was a prison. Yeah, that there. was amazing. You you guys really like. I think that there's something there. First of all. We, we mentioned Paolo a couple of times. Paolo is the other Portuguese stuntman next to Bruno, who goes mm-hmm. by Bruce Willow. If you guys are on Instagrams, Bruce Willow. These two guys have been there together. They need to have their own oh my God, reality yeah. show. Yeah. But when you guys were all lip syncing that, 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 that the, the Spandau Ballet song, or what, it was, dude, you guys were so good. <laughs> we need to do something with you guys, like going to different cities and lip syncing. Right? Oh, man, I'd love that. It'd be great. Just like kind of just if we could just get a couple of like if we could get them to come to Croatia next year. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you by the way, have you, seen, have you seen that meme? Of a Millie Vanilli with their faces like oh, yeah, this. Totally. It's like after they see people are making millions on TikTok lip syncing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I'm yes. just like, yeah. I always thought you should, there should be a game show where you have to lip sync. There is. But you don't know what song it is until it comes on. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. So it would be like within, like, so for example, for geezers like us, it would be like, eight, like 70s, 80s, and 90s. Right. And so, you are um, you are judged based on like how accurately you can do the song because they're going to be watching your mouth yeah. and your general performance. So, for example, you are you're, so is, these are the ideas I have at three in the morning, right? <laughs> you're there, it's your time on, and then like you have let's say seventies or eighties. Those are your two categories, mm-hmm. right? And then the song kicks in. You have no prep time, and you have to perform a, a section of it. As accurately as possible, but also perform it. So if you're doing a rock song, you got to go like all rock star. If you get Michael Jackson, you got to pull some kind of dance moves. Mm-hmm. And the show would be called "What Are You Thinking About?" And it would have a German <laughs> oh host. My God. Okay. Oh my God! It's almost like you—you you actually thought you'd already thought of the title, and then you spent retro, like like retroactively thinking of the idea just so you could get to that uh, punchline. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> That is exactly what happened. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, yeah. But I still think it's a good idea for a game show. I'm not because, saying, yeah, it's a great be, idea because it, you, you have to you have to know the song, so mm-hmm. there's knowledge involved, but you also have to be able to perform, right? Right, and it wouldn't be the whole song that would be just be too. It would just be like a a, a a section of it, and then in the final, let's say you have some kind of like you're going through the rounds, and people are getting weeded out, and then it's just you and one other geezer at the end, right? Yep. And then at the end, it's a medley. The final is a medley where there's only like 15 seconds of a song. And it's like two minutes. So it's like eight songs. And you got to be able to change midway into the next one. And you are judged by your overall performance at the end. By a German host. By a German host. Are you that German host? 
I could be. I think you could. You could definitely Although the weird be. thing is, look, my father's German. I lived in Germany for three years. I can't do a German accent to save my life. I can only do an Austrian accent. <laughs> Somewhat, you know, influenced by Arnold and also by Bruno. <laughs> but I can't, I can't do, like, a, the German accent is a little too flat for me. You know? I like the Austrian accent. It's a little more interesting. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I would always come off as an Austrian. So we would have to get a proper German to do it. But that, mm-hmm. that's, that's my idea right there. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, so Ibrahim. Ibrahim, yes. <laughs> let's, 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 let's bring it back to some class yes. before we, before we let's go. Let's class up the joint here, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're not local to NYC, one of the easiest ways for you to improve your Wing Chun training is to train online with me. Online private training is tailored toward the individual and geared towards serious practitioners who want to improve their skills or knowledge base. I offer two private lesson subscriptions, twice a month and four times a month. Kung Fu Genius listeners use the code KFG online to get one online consultation lesson free with the purchase of any subscription. That code and the links are in the description below. Online private training is a convenient way for you to ask any of the questions you've had about application, form, theory, or even how to teach. Bring a partner to train with you online at absolutely no extra cost. I'll show you how to train with your partner online. Again, use the code KFG online to get a free consultation lesson with the purchase of any online subscription links are in the description below and i'll see you online uh so um ibrahim i believe his surname is Jie. i think he's Jie. Mm-hmm. um he um is a practitioner or an instructor of a very rare style of of kung fu mi jong lo hon uh, the pronunciation is not correct there. yeah i'm not even gonna I, well, try. Well, also because i I, I, I don't know the Chinese characters well enough off the top of my head to say it in Cantonese nor in Mandarin. Yeah. Um, so I kind of butchered it, a little half Mandarin, half Cantonese there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very rare style, a very traditional style. And he, uh, let me just put this out. He's one, he's one of the coolest dudes I think I've ever met. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he's I, and he's I live also in one New of York the City. nicest guys absolutely. I've ever met. Absolutely. He's yeah. an absolute sweetheart. He, uh, I, I'd been following him on Instagram for a little bit because I know, first I saw that he posted some videos with Maxifu. I'm like, oh, he knows Maxifu and Maxifu seems to like this guy, he must be a good guy. And then I started following his posts and reading it and he, he, he posts very serious things on Instagram. Like, like he'll talk about ethics and integrity and martial virtue and history and and um, the usefulness of certain traditions. And so really, really fascinating stuff. Uh, and I just thought, wow, this, this, this is like someone who, who takes this very seriously. Because nowadays, uh, Chinese martial arts is getting harder and harder to find. And the, the number of people who represent it authentically or you know, fully with their heart, they're not just doing it solely for the sake of earning money, or they're also doing it for, really for a love of the art. There, these people are fewer, you know, they're far and few between. And what's remarkable about Ibrahim is that he's a young guy. Yeah. And he's one of these guys that, uh, although, and you found out this, he had never actually been to England, but no. he speaks with what kind of accent? Surrey? A Surrey accent. But perfect. Like perfect. he speaks pitch perfect, accent free. Well, with the exception of a Surrey accent, yes. but I mean, like, he doesn't sound like he's a Hong Kong no. Chinese speaking he, he English. Speaks. I mean, uh, let's be honest; it's not that difficult. I kind of, I'm not actually English. I just play an Englishman on TV. But 
<laughs> but my point is, is that his English is flawless. Yes. Yes. Like it's. I mean, he's. It, it, it's incredible, and I. It was. And I say this in the nicest possible way. When I first met him, it was quite jarring because I'm just kind of like, you know, you meet someone, you hear someone speak in a certain kind of way, and you get like an immediate like kind of a, an image of, of of this kind of. You know, I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, you probably, you know, you're obviously from, you know, you know, Hong Kong was yeah. under the. You're from the, the UK, British. and you came here is the vibe you get from. Yeah, that, absolutely. It's like, oh yeah. He's like, I've never been. I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, You've never been. Yes. Really, he's like, yeah, yeah. And then I found out the person that taught him was like this kind of like sorry baron. Like, right. um, you know, is also he was the person that taught him etiquette and all the other kind yes. of crazy stuff that he's like kind of learned. super into. Yeah, like, and, super, and it's like. But it's like, and it, which has also transversely made him one of the most polite people I yes. have ever met. Yes. Like, I mean, unbelievably polite. Yes. So he's, he's not only uh, he's not only a scholar, he's also a gentleman, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Yes, very but, much so. But very much so. It was an interesting experience for me because as a Yank, knowing that I don't, I don't speak anything remotely resembling proper English. Mm-hmm. I felt really self-conscious speaking with him because I was like, oh, my God, my English is inadequate to have a conversation with you. You are like you're way better at this than I am. And I, I grew up in, in a country where English is the language. You know, the thing is, having conversations with him, I found my it, I found that it actually brought out the best in me in terms of how stepping it up. Right. Yeah, stepping yes. it up because it's yes. like, I mean, you know, like I'm I'm a bit lazy and I have friends who are like kind of relatively street over here and in England and everything. Right. But Dre. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's suburb, but you know, like, um, but like, I, I studied a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, I studied theater for a long time, and 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 studied English when I was in England, right? right. So, it's like, to be with someone, I could like suddenly, like, you know, I could feel all my old vocabulary coming back just being by being with him. You feel that a little bit more intelligent, right? Or you yes. feel a bit self conscious, right? Right? right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, and I'm trying to step it up, but I'm failing, and I'm like, man, man. But it was, I mean, like, you know, it was, it was wonderful meeting him, and then I was very fortunate enough to get to spend some time with him when I got back from Japan. Right, that's awesome. And and we had this really long conversation, like a solid hour, hour and a half conversation about. Just everything, actually. We had a little. Some of it was about martial arts, but also about how, like the perception of people have, of like you know when of other people, you know, especially when you like. So again, we took again going back to his Surrey accent and like mm-hmm. the difference in colonialism and all this kind of stuff with certain people. He, he was telling me this story, and I hope I'm not overstepping my bounds by saying this on the podcast. Sorry, Ibrahim, if I am. But he was explaining about how he'd met like an Indian family in 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 Hong Kong who were like kind of like even more like products of colonialism as, as he had considered himself be. They're like kind of dressed in really, really nice suits. And like, you know, I think like the father and the son had like bow ties and everything. Or an ascot. And he said, yes, an ascot, right? <laughs> and the, the, and, and, their, and he, he said that their accents were even more kind of like British English than his was. To, I find that hard to believe. I know, right? And and he was just like, he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> just like, so it's not, not just me kind of thing. And sure. it was just like, because obviously I'm never going to have that experience because of A, my generation and B, because like I fucking hate colonialism. Right, <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right. So I don't really understand, like I, I know that it exists, but I don't understand it. So to kind of hear it and have this really, really wonderful, like in-depth conversation with someone that actually is is part of it and has known it and seen sure. it was just, 
And 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 also he's just so freaking nice. He is. He is. And so smart. Like and, and, and so, so in just fascinating. So. so uh, you know, from, from what I understand, you know, he comes comes from a well-to-do family. He mm-hmm. was educated not just, I suppose, in English, but also in like Western etiquette. Like, so yes. he is, he's like the guy to go to to know like all the little questions you have about this. But he's also an expert in a lot of aspects of Chinese etiquette, especially in regards to funeral rites and ceremonies and graveyards and all this kind of. He's a very fascinating person yeah. in terms of his depth of knowledge and the types of interests he has yes. at his age. Yeah, absolutely. Because you, you, would, you would associate those interests with like a very waspy older guy. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and, and he's like this young, good-looking Chinese man with, with like a tremendous amount of charisma. He wears a Changsam, Changsam, is the you know the long style clothing similar to what you see you know Donnie Yen wears Grandmaster Yip Man yep. except that his is so stylish. First of all, he wears these like amazing shoes on. Oh, the shoes right? are so cool! Yes. Oh my god! And but the style of Chang Sam he wears is a Manchu Chang Sam. Oh really? Yes. Okay. And he, he he mentioned that to me um, because I was curious. One, it, it doesn't have the cuffs the same way that the regular or the the the, the Traditional Chinese style Chang Sam has mm-hmm. it has these kind of long, almost like gauntlet splits at the end, right? Yeah. It has a completely. Uh, it has no collar. Right. That's yeah, another absolutely. thing that's different too, and because he is also of part Manchu heritage, so yeah. Um, I had never even. I didn't even know there was a Manchu style of Chang Sam. You know. That's incredible. And and just in the brief amount of time I had uh, to talk to him, I was like, wow, I I could see myself. Going to Hong Kong for a couple of weeks and or let's say as I'm already planning next year's Hong Kong trip, hint, hint, mm-hmm. uh, if you did not go, go to the 2024. It'll again be in uh, the uh, in August, yeah. like last time. But I think I'm going to stay an extra week this time. Right. I may also teach a Wing Chun seminar while I'm in Hong Kong to kick it off right. for people who just maybe want to come to the Wing Chun seminar. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I'll have the, the tour. And then I want to like have a week and a half after. I do nothing but maybe hang out with Ibrahim and pick his brain, hang out with Maxivu, um, because uh, that was the one thing I was a little robbed of in this last Hong Kong trip. Uh, one of the reasons why I love traveling there, it should be pretty apparent to anyone who's listened to this podcast for any time, is that um, it's it's obviously a place that's near and dear to my heart. And if you've been to Hong Kong with me, you know how much I get... What, uh, uh, what a love I have for the place there. But yeah. my u- usually yearly trips to Hong Kong are not just me hanging out with my boys and showing my boys around, but it's also a chance for me to be a student and learn some stuff. Because yeah. when I was... Uh, uh, w- one of the the things that one of my teachers, Sifu Heinrich Pfaff, he's a Siheng of mine, uh, who used to be a member of the EWTO, he was one of my main instructors in Germany when I was at the castle. Uh, he told me something very interesting before I left Germany to embark on my teaching career in the States. And he said, uh, the most important thing for an instructor is inspiration. And I didn't quite understand that at that time, partially because I was always inspired, because I was spending my time hanging out with all these dudes. Yeah, yeah. But then once I started teaching... You realize one, once your school is established and you have you know people coming, 
they're all looking at you. So you're the person who is kind of motivating them and getting them excited. And you're the one that has to kind of show them. Uh, sometimes you have to demonstrate things in a more dynamic way to show them how cool it could look. You can't just do everything in a dry way. Yeah. You have to kind of be a showman every now and again. You have to you make people feel good about themselves. You have to be enthusiastic. And you have to give people that feeling like, wow, this is so cool. The problem is if you always have to be the person to give that inspiration, mm -hmm. you need to fill that gas tank up so that you have something to give to other people. Yes. And it wasn't until I had started teaching for a few years um, that I realized, like, yeah, if the instructor is not still learning somehow yeah. themselves or still trying to expand what they know and what they understand, it's very easy for that inspiration well to run dry, not yeah. just for your own inspiration, for the ability to inspire other people. Mm -hmm. So I always... I make sure that in addition to continually training my own martial arts and going back and seeing my C-box or people from my own Kung Fu family to, you know, like I saw Sifu Lao this past summer, like, hey, look at my knife technique. Does, how bad does it suck? You know what I mean? Like, like I, I'm there, like, still improving my Wing Chun skill. Yeah. But I always make it a point every year to learn something new, mm -hmm. even something unrelated to martial arts, because I think anytime you learn something, it just opens your mind to a whole new world of possibilities, a new way of thinking. I always like to learn new things in martial arts, whether I'm training with Magno or doing whatever. And on this trip, because I was so busy with you guys, I didn't really have a chance to like spend some time with Maxifu and maybe learn something about sword or maybe learn something about spear or or hang out with Ibrahim, maybe learn something about his style or something like that. So I didn't I didn't get besides the inspiration of you guys loving like seeing living Hong Kong through you guys seeing it for the first time, which is great. I didn't really have a chance to like, go and learn anything new yeah, this yeah. time, except a couple of cool killer stories Bay told me. Well, so I think next year I need to rectify that by coming a little bit yeah, longer. That sounds like, a, longer, sounds yeah. like a great plan to me, you know what I mean? And, and honestly, like, I'd happily spend a week hanging out with Ibrahim myself. Yes, yes. You know, like, you, you know he's half Japanese as well, so he actually speaks Japanese too. Of course, well, that doesn't surprise me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although he was telling me that he doesn't, that he's not really fluent anymore, and I'm just like, yeah, whatever, son. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's, okay. a, he, he's yeah. like, he's got a Kyoto accent instead of a Tokyo. <laughs> There's a little rusty. Like, I bet if I went to Japan with him, he'd just like, ah, and I'd just be yeah, like, of course, of you course. know what I mean? Yeah, of yeah. course, yeah. Uh, you know, because he's such a sweet. I'm just yeah, like, he's yeah, really like, great. You know. He's really great. But uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like you probably, this was just a bit of an outlier because it's like, you know, at the beginning when we were planning it all, if you would have looked at the schedule, I'm sure there would have been plenty of pl places that you could have done this. But yeah. then every time that you thought you could have done something. Time fills up in Hong Kong. So someone's something, like, hey, you're going to meet me here. Yeah. Oh, you're going to go over here. And then we're going we're going to we're going to dim sum with this. We're going to lunch with this. You're going to have to suddenly have dinner with this. We're going to film this, you know, and it's just uh, the whole time, which yes. is super fucking yes. cool. Yes, excuse yes. my language. Yes. But, you know. I'm way more popular in Hong Kong than I am here. <laughs> like, I can get away, like, if I'm not teaching, recording a podcast, or at my house, like, training or studying, I have almost nothing to do. In, I mean, mind you, all those things occupy most of my time. Mm -hmm. But if it's like, I'm not taking care of my girls, or playing with them, or doing something, or teaching, or studying, or whatever, like, my phone's not ringing off the hook. I have a very quiet life in New York of mm -hmm. all places. Yeah. The moment I arrive in Hong Kong... 
I have, there's no free time. It's mm-hmm. just like, hey, you got to come here. What about the, oh, you got to meet with this guy? Or, you know, like on the last night, oh, I haven't seen Tommy yet. Got to give Tommy a call. We go have yeah. uh, we, we go have uh, dessert with him. And then he's like, oh, there's this Ninja Turtle thing here in, oh in God, Hong yeah. Kong. We, we go break into his old office to see some Ninja <laughs> Turtles, right? Like, like yeah, it's kind of a typical night in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. right? Kind of yeah, wild. absolutely, yeah. yeah. So like, you know, like underground bands, it's like, you know, you're not big anywhere else, but you're big in Japan. It's like you're big in Hong Kong. That's right. That's right. Which is kind of nice. It's it's nice. Uh, you, you know, like like said when I go to like Hungary, like the people know me as a Wing Chun over there. And it's kind of nice to go over there and like oh, you know, people like you know they won't come to my seminar and they make kind of a bigger deal about seeing me than it is. Mm-hmm. But it's also nice to kind of leave that and come to New York and just be chill yeah. and not have to like you know deal with any of that stuff because I think I don't know if I could keep up that pace, no. the Hong Kong pace is a pretty fast one to keep up the way we keep it up. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's all I got to say about that. All right, everyone. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Kung Fu Genius. As always, don't forget to subscribe to the Kung Fu Genius. Hit that bell for notifications. And if you have any ideas for future topics, go ahead and put those in the comments below. And as always, I'll see you guys next time. Word is I'm a kung fu genius Technique speaks for me, not lineage Forget Jet Li, cause I'm the one Many call me Sifu, but to you I'm Seekung And I produce masters, you surpassed us Your kung fu stiffer than corpse and caskets City Wing Chung is the house I built Violate the gate and your blood gets spilt Alex Richter, always the victor Hong Kong recap part two, right? Yes it is, Re- Hong Kong recap Part two, apparently I can't say C's or P's there's a lot of letters you can't say as a Brit. And you also randomly add R's to things like Lama, Lama Island. I do not do that. Yes, you no, totally do that. No, I don't. That's a, that is a fucking lie. Yeah, I don't know. You got sure. that. You got that. <laughs> energy. <laughs> I need you to press the button. Oh, uh. Oh, that was loud. Dear God, I was just like, wait, wait, wait. Holy shit. <laughs> Oh, man, I think I forgot (laughs) math. (laughs) Sorry. You're not sorry. Here we go. Child's got hold of the buttons again. Okay, we're ready. All right, Pete. Sorry. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) Good work, man. This fucking guy.